Yo, 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 what the fuck is good? It's your boy, we out here. Taurus season, baby, it's my motherfucking season. It's 421, but I'ma still get high because every day is 420, baby. Yo, God is so good, mashallah. Thank you, God, for this life. Thank you for this abundance, for this beauty, for the food, the luxuries. Thank you for the amazing people, the amazing friendships, the wonderful connections, the beautiful work that I'm able to uh, do and be a part of and initiate and catalyze and thank you for my mind and thank you for my heart and thank you for not allowing me to be full of negativity. Thank you for the cleanliness. Thank you for the alleviating of my worries. Thank you for the clarity. Thank you for the good connections that always find me at the best time. Oh, God, thank you for all the opportunities to prove to myself that I, in fact, am worthy of all the beautiful things that I keep dreaming of. Thank you, God, for the experiences. Thank you for the love. <laughs> thank you for the love around every corner. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, gosh. I'm still riding a high from Coachella. You guys, I think in the last podcast I uploaded, I talked about how I wasn't sure if I was going to make it out to Coachella. I was kind of nervous because I was going alone for the first time. But oh my gosh, everything happens for a reason. Thank you, God. I had the most phenomenal experience. I'm so happy I went alone. I'm so happy I chose to put myself out there and to be social and like it was under a libra full moon you know i was thriving you know that i was thriving bitch listen let me give you the rundown of how my coachella experience went i'm gonna tell you my mental state before i headed out i had to drive for 11 hours 11 hours because i was stuck in traffic I had to make a few stops to get all my materials to make sure that I was co-chilling, okay? And so my travel day was a full day, 11 hours from Central California all the way down to the desert, Palm Springs. Wow. It was a mesh, but my car, Coco and I, I love you, Coco, we made it. Oh, yes, we made it. So I think <clears throat> earlier last week, I was trying to organize all my outfits. I was trying to think of what I was going to wear, how I was going to eat every day, how I was going to pay for everything, how I was going to... What I was going to bring, you know, was I going to bring a canopy? Was I going to bring a tent? Do I even have a tent? Turns out I didn't have a tent, so I had to go looking for a tent. And then when my parents found a tent, it was broken. One of the fucking poles that um, hold the tent up was broken, so... I didn't find out the tent was broken until literally I was about to start driving out of town. <sighs> but whatever. Um, yeah, right before I headed out for Coachella, I spent two whole days making a ton of jewelry. I needed to I needed to fund my trip, okay? I'm, I don't like traveling anywhere if I don't have money, obviously, right? Who likes to travel and not have money? So instead of freaking out and worrying and getting scared, I was like, okay, bitch, you have to get to work. So I did some readings. I booked a few readings so that I could get my pay in advance and then do the readings afterwards. Um, I sent out a few readings and then I got into some contacts with people who 
typically buy jewelry from me and then I got some special request orders in and then I made some jewelry at home and I put them on my Instagram and then people started buying like multiple pieces at once. Listen, if you purchased any jewelry from me ever, ever in this lifetime, thank you so very fucking much from the bottom of my beautiful heart. I cannot emphasize enough how thankful I am and how deeply you guys are rooted in my prayers. Without y'all, I would not be able to experience all the experiences that I've so thoroughly enjoyed. So just thank you so much. Thank you. You could you could buy from anyone. You could go to any source, any jeweler, any one who sells crystals and you come to me and to me that is such a blessing when i got into the business of making crystals all i knew was frequency and i understood that it doesn't matter necessarily where these tools end up what matters to me is that i'm opening myself up to sharing the beauty that these frequencies have to offer and if i choose to be a, a vessel for these frequencies i know that i will be taken care for the divine does not forget where we started the divine does not forget what our intentions have always been from the beginning i'm not a malicious person i'm not i don't like aggression i don't like anger i don't want to fight fuck i have a libra moon for crying out loud it's all about balance and i and the thing that i don't think people necessarily often understand about taurus is we're very timid we're very timid in nature you know the sexiest thing for me is is someone who can stand up to me someone who almost not puts me down in a bad way but someone who like checks me you know like yo like i'm not scared of you like say what you want be who you are be as dramatic as loud as fun have a good time i'm not scared of you like that it's rare to find that. I find myself having to break the ice with a lot of people because I quote unquote am intimidating. I just think I know myself very well and it's very hard for other opinions, other outside influences to shake me, to shake who I am. And I think that's what people find striking. I think that's what people don't necessarily are exposed to often. But, yeah, I think most of my natural state is very timid. I'm just an observer. I'm just here to help. If, if there's something that I can contribute that will make this space better, more beautiful, more livable, more enjoyable, I'm going to do it. Like, that's, that's my nature. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I had made a ton of jewelry. I took apart some old necklaces that never sold. I took them off my website and then I just reworked them into different jewelry pieces. I made more bracelets this time. I made more smaller pendants. I'm realizing that people like simplicity. People enjoy simplistic jewelry. It, it's, um, and even as a Taurus myself, I know that when I would go out and seek jewelry, I would buy jewelry and wear it in other ways than it was intended. I, I like to mess around with fashion. I like to mess around with accessories. There was one year when I worked at Guess where I just went ham and I bought a ton of different accessories and I was cohesive every day. And if I wore rose gold, everything was rose gold. And if I wore sil silver, everything was silver, you know. If I wore gold, everything was gold. You know the vibes. Uh, but I never wore it traditionally. I don't like to wear, to wear jewelry 
traditionally, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to take a, an extremely long chained necklace and I like to clip it onto one of my necklaces that I wear around my neck, like one of my chokers, and then I'll clip the, end of, uh, the other end of the necklace to my belt so that it's like a chain, like a body chain thing, but it just goes like horizontally or like um not horizontally diagonally across my body you know i've done that a few times even when i was a server at a restaurant i would get i would go deck the fuck out in jewelry okay uh so yeah wednesday night last week was a busy week for me i was just reaching out to people and listen i do this all by myself so i have to reply to everyone by myself make all the product myself list all the product ship out all the product pack all the product make sure that everything is organized and i thank god for it but it's just like a lot of tedious work you know i'm still packing the orders currently that still need to be shipped out from before i left to coachella so it's just stuff like that that's been occupying my mind right now which is why i say it because i need to like mentally dump this is my mental dump session right now <laughs> mm. i'm drinking coffee and water by the way you know the vibes if you're celebrating ramadan ramadan mubarak i hope i got it right this time i do wish that i could have been more strict with my fasting this year but i've been traveling a lot and i do intermittent fasting quite often not that that's an excuse but yeah i just didn't participate fully in in ramadan this this year i say that as i spark a backwood god forgive me <laughs> um, <laughs> Man, you know I love you. You know my love for you is eternal. Forever, forever. You're the bestest of the bestest. And I love you so much. With that being said, baby, if you got it, spark it. Let's smoke. You know the vibes. This is a moment for us. You know what I'm saying? The world is so turbulent. And it's nice to just have a moment of... <laughs> fucking break. Listen, if there's one thing that this tourist season is going to teach y'all, it's going to be how to fucking chill out. Oh, my mom is saying bye to me. Bye. It's going to be how to fucking chill out. A lot of y'all just are so pressed for time. And I just... I, I don't get it. Like, the divine does not rush. Why would I rush? Everything happens when it needs to happen. So why am I tripping? Why am I trying to speed up the process? I, I, my, my brain don't work like that. And this is how I enjoy life. I enjoy life knowing that every moment was designed specifically for me. Every morning when I eat fruit, I love to start my mornings with either kiwis or blueberries or bananas or a mix like smoothies of all three. Even cuties or oranges are amazing in the morning. I love citrus. I love lemon with water. Oh my gosh, but... What's so beautiful to me is that every single piece of fruit that I get to start my day with was created specifically for me to enjoy. Everything that I've ever eaten was put here specifically for me. The divine knew that I would enjoy it. The divine knew that I would be there to eat it, to consume it, to replenish myself. The divine is always taking care of me. Every single fruit that has ever been put into my hands has been a gift from the divine. That is so beautiful to me. 
And when I, when I take that idea and I look at everything that has been given to me, that has been blessed and, and bestowed upon me, I'm like, oh, wow, I am abundant. I am fucking loved. Holy whoa. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. It is amazing. Not only in terms of food, but in terms of opportunities, connections, jobs, performances, opportunities. Like, hello, hello. Thank you, God. It all goes back to God. Everything everything it all goes back to god thank you every shroom that i've ever ingested every piece of weed that has been grown for me to smoke like thank you god thank you god it's phenomenal it's amazing it's beautiful and with that being said let me get this backward going baby yo let me get this backward going baby yo yeah 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 yo let me get this backward going up uh 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 yo i'm on such a good one from Coachella. I'm so happy I went. I'm so happy I went. It's just uh, another thing about tourists, man. We love our music. I've never met a tourist placement who don't have the fucking best music taste. And when I talk about music taste, I'm not just talking one genre. No, we're all multifaceted. I've never met a tourist with only one single taste. Like what? No, no. We love it all because everything, there's something to appreciate about everything. Whether it's jazz, classical, reggae, hip-hop, pop, punk, rock, all of the above. Country even. I'm not even a country fan like that. But if you get me drunk in a bar full of white people and a country song comes on, I'm not going to be the brown person who don't chip in. Nah. I like that shit. I like being a part of a group. I'll sing a little country with y'all. Why not? Why not? Man. God is so good. Shout the fuck out to my close friends who gave me all of my weed to take to Coachella. Literally. Like, I don't think you guys understand how thankful I am. <laughs> like, it, it could bring me to tears. I'm not going to allow it to bring me to tears right now. I literally cried on my drive over to Coachella just thinking about how much my friends love me and how much they support me and, like, wanted me to enjoy myself and, and helped me supply me with everything that I needed to enjoy myself. Like, yo, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Ah, <clears throat> so, Chela, when I started packing my outfits, I was really like, yo, I didn't buy anything crazy this year. I didn't buy any sparkly outfits. I haven't gone shopping in a few months, honestly. If anything, I've been getting rid of more clothes than buying clothes. Like, no, I still, I'm still wearing pieces from, like, high school, bro. And that's maybe that's a Taurus trait as well. I Even in my readings, I often mention to Taurus placements, especially Taurus moons, we can't be hoarding. We can't be hoarders. We can't hold on to every single piece of clothing that we wore when we experienced a beautiful moment because we want to remember that beautiful moment. Like, our memories are in our heart and our minds. We don't need them to be in our closet. I think our closet should be one of those feng shui spaces where we find ourselves moving um, the energy often, you know, getting rid of pieces, donating pieces, sharing pieces, to bring in new pieces, to bring in newness. And as a Taurus, I know that I love new fits. I love, listen, when I was in high school, I did a personal challenge. I wanted to wear a different outfit every single day of the school year. So on Instagram, I was doing like, OOTD day one, OOTD day two. And I think I got up to like day 100. 
And then these people, some of my classmates, started hating on me on Twitter. And they were screenshotting my pictures and photoshopping rat faces and rat parts onto my body. And they were calling me a rat. Um, a lot of people hated me. And I think it was hate because they admired me so much. Especially the, the local gays. A lot of these local gays... Um, they, they had an issue with me. They had a fucking issue with me. And they definitely ganged up on me on Twitter. I remember I deleted my Twitter and I was off Twitter for like two years. Because I was so traumatized. Like, social media has not always loved me. And I think a lot of us can resonate with that. You know, um, when people are behind a screen, they act all fucking hotshot. But as soon as they get in front of your fucking face, they got nothing bad to fucking say. Because they know themselves that they ain't fucking shit. And the only power they have was in their dark room, scrolling behind a fucking screen. Like, nah, bitch. Get in front of, get in front of my fucking face and try to say the same shit. Try to... It's not gonna work. Because you know I'm about to fucking run you over. Bitch. Mm. <sighs> Fits, yeah. So... I like outfits. Like, I love playing with fashion. I love changing up my look. I love changing my style. I love adapting to different styles. I love looking femme some days and then really mask other days. I just love the switch up. It's the Gemini rising. It's the Venus Gemini. You know the vibes. And so I was looking at my closet and I was like, damn, what do I really want to wear this weekend? Like, how do I want to look? And then I thought to myself, like, let me just grab the pieces that I wear most often that I find myself enjoying life in. So I brought... Uh, my favorite pair of white pants out. I fuck with the white pants. Yo, I really do fuck with the nice slack white pants. Dude, I've been wearing those pants specifically for my readings because when I read, I like to be in white because it's pure and it's, um, I feel like white is one of those colors that, like, it's cleansing. It's, it's divinity. When I meditate, Dude, I can't tell you how many times I did mini meditations walking around Coachella, but when I meditate and I'm feeling low on energy, I always imagine that divine white light coming through my crown chakra, filling me up from my toes to my head. And so when I'm in that reader space and I'm going to be seeing a lot of clients, like when I work events in San Francisco, for example, I make sure I wear majority white because I want to be a clean vessel. You know, I, I don't want to um, absorb anyone's energy too much. And, and I feel like light is the opposite of absorbing. Like white is the opposite of black. And I feel like black absorbs everything and white kind of repels. And I don't want to push my energy onto other people. I just want other people to see themselves. I'm just a mirror for you. You get me? So that's why I brought the white pants. And then I brought my favorite pashmina scarf that Aaliyah gave to me like almost 10 years ago. Dude, I've been rocking that pashmina scarf for a whole fucking decade almost. Probably got it when I was a freshman, so 14, 15. It's almost been a fucking decade that I've been rocking that scarf. And so you know I had to bring it. Dude, I brought my fucking favorite bucket hat. Shout out Jakaya. Jakaya Cabell, she is a powerhouse. Man, talking about people who have influenced me dramatically this last year, she is one of them. Like, yo, shout the fuck out Jakaya. I love you so much. Like, really, thank you for being on my podcast, too. That episode has one of the highest listens that I've gathered on any episode. It's just like, you're amazing. Um, but she made this hat 
that I post on my Instagram often and it has embroidered in it this life is meant to be a spiritual experience and dude this hat gets compliments everywhere i fucking go it's always a great conversation starter because people just check out my outfit they look at me they look at my hands my jewelry check out my wrist what what is it look at my ankle look at my wrist um do we have a problem bitch i could be quoting Nicki minaj my entire life and i wouldn't be mad at it they wanna op they wanna lick Mm, this one for pop. This one for juice. I'm the one. Bitch, you a deuce. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Kaya. So, I brought the hat because, you know, I had to do it. I think I wore the bucket hat two days in a row. And I'm not even mad at it. It was it was a perfect accessory. It got the sun out of my face, but you could still see my glam. Because I did makeup Friday and Saturday. On Sunday, I was like, fuck this. I'm just here to fucking party all day. Let's go. Um... Yeah, so then what else did I bring? I brought this super floral, like this really pretty floral. Um, it's not a kimono, but it's not a button-up. It's kind of like an in-between. I brought that, and I wore that on the second day. Um, and then I just brought a ton of shorts. Like, I have this pair of salmon swim trunks that are pretty short. Um, they go really high up on my thigh. And I like that because I, it, it gives me mobility. And I also have been trying to tan my thighs because my thighs are so white, especially compared to the rest of my body. Like I am a brown boy, but my body, like my thighs, my stomach, baby, we white. <laughs> like we're white, white. So I've just been, that's, especially if you keep up with me on Instagram, you know that I've been at the beach these last few weeks. Like, yo, I'm trying to tan. I'm trying to even out these, these body lines. Um, so yeah, I just brought a lot of comfortable clothes. I wasn't necessarily trying to be this over-the-top fashionista this year. Um, I just... Not that I don't enjoy dressing up. Of course, I love dressing up. But when I'm dancing my ass off in 90-degree weather, I think all I'm worried about is comfort. And so I brought the clothes that made me look cute, that made me feel good. And that allowed me the mobility to shake my ass any way that I wanted to. And I have no regrets. I think I felt phenomenal all weekend. I feel like I looked good, bitch. I was having the time of my life. The last day, I literally wore a scarf over my head, a nice hat, and those salmon swim trunks. And that was my outfit. And I was living my best fucking life. You know I was in fucking the audience just banging, going off, bitch. Mm. What else did I bring? I brought, so when I found out that my tent was broken, I went to the store and I just bought myself a different tent. So that's kind of like cool because now I have my own tent for camping and I love to camp. Like I love to go out, I love the beach. I love to be in the woods. The forest is a vibe, especially out here in the central coast. There are so many beautiful spots. Santa Cruz mountains are a beautiful place to camp. That's where I had my confirmation retreat was out in the Santa Cruz mountains, like bro beautiful places out here so i'm happy that i have my own tent aside from the tent my uncle and aunt let me borrow a sleeping bag god bless them they also allowed me to borrow their beach canopy which was really cute because it was this hot pink shaded um canopy and it it wasn't as big or as heavy as those like easy up canopies so i was thankful that i was gonna have shade without having to do all the heavy lifting 
and just and worrying about an extra canopy you know what i mean so yeah i brought those two things what else did i bring i brought my beach umbrella i didn't even use it though i brought a lawn chair so that i wasn't sitting on the ground the whole time and then i brought some chips <laughs> um a cup of noodles a pack of white claws some crystals my tarot cards Mm, a lot of, I brought so many fucking clothes I brought a ton of button ups honestly I have this like burgundy floral button up that I brought I brought a navy button up that I wore on the first night that I was there cause I got there Thursday night and I partied all night long um, in the silent disco which I will get to cause I fucked up that silent disco bro and then I even brought a pair of jeans but bro the desert is a hot place I don't need no jeans out there okay even at night I think the worst thing about being in the desert at night is the wind, but the wind only fucked me up Friday and Saturday. Sunday and Thursday were chill. It was good vibes. Like, I love my one of my favorite moments is to experience the nighttime in like 80 degree weather. 70, 80 degree weather when it's hot and I could step outside and see the moon and not need a jacket. That's so fucking enjoyable to me. That's literally brings me to bliss. Ah. <sighs> So that's basically what I packed my car with. Um, didn't really go over the top. I did bring a table. Didn't end up using it, though. It just felt like too much work. And I wasn't like, yo, I'm here by myself. You know, I'm, who am I trying to impress? I'm not trying to impress no one. I don't really give a fuck. So those are my vibes. And it was perfect. It was enough. It was enough, baby. I was, I felt like I was more than prepared, okay? When I got to Coachella, I think I arrived finally at the site. <laughs> okay, bitch, get this. When I got to Indio, I had a ton of my weed still in all of the glass jars. And a rule of Coachella camping is you can't bring any glass bottles. So I was like, fuck, where am I going to hide this weed? Where am I going to hide all of the bottles? Like, I can't bring all of this shit in with me. So I got a plastic bag and I emptied out, like, bro, I kid you not, I emptied out 10 different eighths. My homies gave me so much weed. God bless them. Shout out Des and Maddie. I literally love you to the moon and back. You are irreplaceable. They gave me like 10 eighths. Maddie's a fucking G, bro. Bro, Maddie is... God bless her. That Pisces women are phenomenal. I just... Like creme de la creme, bro. I opened all the glass jars. I put all the weed in one bag. I ended up hiding the weed in between my rolled sleeping bag. Mm. Which was lit, it was really fun. Really good idea, it didn't get confiscated. Last time I went to Coachella, I brought in like a half ounce <clears throat> and some shrooms and molly and some other stuff. And they confiscated my half ounce and literally tore apart my entire car. Opened every single compartment opened all of our bags it was horrible but this year they didn't do that shit dude actually i brought in um a ton of cartridges too i brought in some pre-rolls i brought in some edibles none of it was found and the only thing that the people who were checking the cars at coachella had an issue with were my crystals and specifically a big black piece of shungite because i have um it's like a probably like the size of my fist if Two fists, okay? It's a pretty big piece. But I keep a piece of shungite in my car because shungite, especially the kind that I have, which is directly from Russia, it's elite shungite, one of the higher qualities. It's 90% carbon. 
Aside from it being 90% carbon, it also absorbs EMF radiation. And my car, when I'm driving, I'm always on my phone, like playing music, you know? So I know that there's EMF radiation around me and to have a crystal that absorbs EMF radiation right beside me while I travel, it just brings me a different type of comfort that not a lot of things can give me. So I always keep it with me. And homie picks up the crystal and he was like, honestly, I think he only had an issue with it because he wanted to touch it and he wanted to hold it and he wanted to know about it. So he picked up the crystal and he's like, yo, I have to make sure that they're okay with you taking this in. And I looked at him and I was like, bro, you realize that's like an asteroid. Like what the fuck am I gonna do with an asteroid other than meditate with it? And he was like, what is this? I was like, it's called Shungite. It's from Russia absorbs radiation 90% carbon when placed in water cleans the water cleans it from heavy metals he and he was like really intrigued and he's like okay like like what else can you tell me about it i was like bro i'm trying to go in and camp um i oh i think i showed up around 8 p.m finally <laughs> uh now i remember where i was with the story so before i got to the campsite i needed to pack away all my weed so i spent like a whole hour i think i got to india around seven i spent a whole hour um taking apart all of the weed opening all of the cartridges hiding them throughout my car it was kind of funny for me but i was like fuck if i don't do this now i risk losing some of this product and i'm not trying to lose any of my fucking product fuck that like nah nah bro not this year so then when i finally got to coachella um and made it through i was so happy that i took the time to just like to properly put away everything that needed to be hidden um when I finally got inside to park, I feel like I got really lucky. There was this little Latina lady directing cars where to go and she was telling us like what lane to go in. And she was sending a ton of cars down this one lane and they were going pretty far down. And then she looked at me and she's like, sweetheart, she's like, mijo, why don't you just park right here? Like there's an open spot. Everyone's going the other way, just park right there. And it was right next to the walkway, literally. I walked maybe three minutes to get to the silent disco. It was fucking phenomenal. I was so happy with my parking spot. Although I got there very late and had to walk maybe half a mile to get into Coachella. I didn't give a fuck. That, that spot was perfect. It was right next to the bathrooms. It was right. It was like a walk away to the showers. And it was down the fucking walkway to the silent disco. I was happy, okay? I was hella happy. Uh, so then I parked my car and I look to my right and I see the only neighbor that I have so far uh, because we're still filling up the line and it's these two guys um, they look my age if not younger you know both my built as well I think we were all around 5'11 6 feet tall um, none of us looked more than 160 pounds I think I weighed the most out of all of them and I only weigh 150 the other guys just looked very slim you know um, fit I like fit I like people who look like me <laughs> honestly mm. so I parked my car started taking my shit out I had smoked a backwoods so right before I got in so then I just started smoking my roach because I didn't finish it mm. and as I was pulling everything out one of the guys comes up to me and he's like hey dude uh, my name's Max nice to meet you and I was like oh hey Max my name's Cameron He's like, who'd you come with? Are you here alone? I was like, yep, just me. I'm just vibing. Just myself this year. And he's like, oh shit, that's cool. Like, I respect it. This is mine and my guy's first time at Coachella. 
And then he introduces me to his partner, and his partner's name was Zach. So I say, yo, it's good, Zach. Nice to meet y'all. It's a vibe. Like, I just love friendly people. And they were both handsome as fuck. Like, to park next to cute people. Like, yes, thank you, God. This is all I ask. I like good views. I like pretty faces. And I like cute friends. Like, I don't have ugly friends. I, like, listen, listen. I don't have ugly friends. Because I don't believe in having ugly friends. I want something nice to look at. I want to enjoy my time. And I can enjoy myself best when I'm around people who are pretty. It, it's the... I'm literally ruled by Venus. You can't be mad at me. Because I'm checking for beauty everywhere I go all the time. Like, it's literally a lifestyle. It's a whole ass vibe. Um, then, probably two minutes later, the next car pulls up next to me. And it's these two girls. And these two girls were so fucking funny. When we were in the... Um, when you first get to the Coachella campground site and you're car camping, there's probably like, I kid you not, 15 rows of cars that are lined up to get checked for the car camping space because they have to go through your bags and if you have anything suspicious, then they really have to go through your shit. You know, I just explained to you. So there was like 15 to 20 different lines, right? And when I was waiting in those lines, I had my windows down because I was airing out my car, hoping that it wouldn't smell like weed. And there was this girl probably two lines to my left and they had their windows down and there was this one chick in the passenger seat just a hell of vibing i remember she looked at me she was like oh you look cute like she was just calling out all the people she thought was cute it was so funny you could tell she was faded already and i was like yo i should get on her vibe because bitch i'm already at coachella i gotta do no more hard work this girl looked like she was having a good time and then she pulls up next to me and she's like yo meet your neighbors <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, yo, what's good? My name's Cameron. She's like, hi, my name's Jeanette, but you could call me Vicky. My sister's name is Victoria. I call her Vicky, but sometimes I just forget that we're not the same person. And so I call myself Vicky too. So you could call us both Vicky if you want, but my real name's Jeanette. And I was like, oh shit, you're funny as fuck. Like, okay, I could vibe with this. I'm happy you guys are, are here. You know, I'm happy that y'all are my neighbors. Like if you need anything and I got it, let me know. I told them as soon as I started conversating with them that I brought a ton of weed. Don't worry about weed this weekend. I got you, whatever you need, just holler. Whenever you want to smoke, just holler. If you see me smoking and you want to join in, just holler, I got you. And she starts jumping. She's like, bro, I'm so happy you brought the weed because I brought the alcohol. Like, dude, we snuck in four bottles. She had, a bottle of, she had a bottle of Tito's, a bottle of Patron, a bottle of vanilla vodka, and a bottle of tequila. So I was like, oh baby, we are lit. Like, we are good to go. She also brought in two cases of White Claws. I had a case of White Claw Surge. Like, we were fucking loaded. As they were unpacking their car, they brought a tent, a canopy, a table, a gas stove so that we could cook. And then they told me that if I needed anything and they had it, you know, like just ask. They were very friendly. And I was so just like in that moment, listen, if there's one thing about me, you have to understand that every single moment I'm constantly in a state of gratitude to the divine. Like when I pulled up and everything was going smoothly and I finally made it there and my car made it there. The whole time I was just thinking like, thank you, God. Like I'm here. Thank you, God. We're fucking doing it. Thank you so much. Let me just put this little blurb in. Before I left to Coachella, I didn't have enough money that made me feel safe for going on a trip that far. And so I don't 
necessarily ask for large amounts of money often. I don't, I don't like favors, even from family members, but I had to swallow my, I think that's all ego. And I think it's ego because that's such a tourist thing to not need, to not think that one could receive help monetarily from those who love you. Like, I know when my family members have asked for, for money and I've had it and I've had an abundance of it, I've been like, yo, here, take it. Do you need more? Like, I'm like, I'm not going to be mad at you for needing help. Like what? That, that doesn't make sense in my head. So I had this like sit down moment with myself where I was like, Cameron, these people love you. If even if they tell you no, at least you tried, but you have to try. You can't go out there and, and not be ready, like not be prepared. So I swallowed my pride and I asked my deal who I never asked. I don't, I can't remember the last time I ever asked him for anything, honestly. <clears throat> Maybe to borrow his truck, which he's let me borrow before, like when my car was in the shop or something, but I don't really ask him for much. Um, but he came through for me. And it was funny. I, uh, I don't like to ask for things unless I can have like a counter offer with it. So I asked him for some money and I was like, yo, I could send you 200 in Bitcoin because unfortunately I don't have the cash in my bank account right now, but I have crypto. So if you want Bitcoin, he always talks about Bitcoin. So that's why I brought it up to him. I was like, if you want to talk about Bitcoin, I could send you Bitcoin. And he responds and he's like, no, you're fine. Just get me back when you can. I hope you have a great weekend. And I was like, oh, like, man, thank you, God. Like my people really do love me. And then my aunt sent me gas money when I was leaving Coachella to make sure that I made it home safe. And I was just like, oh, thank you, God. Like what? These people don't have to care about me. These people don't have to love me. And yet they do. And yet they're supporting me. And yet they're helping me live my desired life and experience what I have been wanting to experience for so long. Like, wow, I am supported. And it felt so good to realize that I was loved, to realize that I was supported, to realize that I was in a different space than where I was a few years ago. I think that my attitude and my um, negativity towards life a few years ago turned everyone off towards helping me. And so everyone was like, you're a miserable bitch. You can stay in your misery. I don't give a fuck about your, your issues. Don't put your issues onto me. Your issues are not my issues. Like, go fix yourself. And I think now that I've done some of that work and they can see it literally with their eyes and feel it when we conversate, the response is different and the the openness to help is very present. And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, so back to Chella. It's Thursday night. We're all unpacking. I don't bring out a canopy, but I just put up my tent and bring out my chair and I start smoking. So I start smoking everyone out around me. We're all vibing. We're listening to some good music from the neighbors behind us. Shout out the agents who are parking um, right behind me. Dude, literally all weekend long, they had the best playlist for getting ready in the morning. And it was just so fucking nice to not have to worry about music or anything like, man, literally the vibes are phenomenal from jump. Uh, after I smoked them out, they gave me shots. We all had a white claw. We were all chasing our shots with the claws. It was fucking lit. I got pretty faded really quick, especially because I haven't been drinking. Uh, I don't drink hard liquor often anymore. And I especially don't casually drink. So I'm more of a stoner. 
I'm definitely more of a stoner. And so to have like back-to-back -back shots and then a white claw and then a joint and then a blunt and then more shots, I was like, oh shit, we're cross-faded. After we got cross-faded, we went to the silent disco bitch. And yo, that's when I fuck shit up. I fucked it up, man. As soon as I got on the dance floor and heard the music and felt my feet move and felt my ass shake, I was out there. Yeah, yeah, I was out there and I was grinding and then the people saw me and they looked at me and they were like, oh shit, the boy is going off and hands were in the air and we were pumping and pumping. Hey. Hey, and we were pumping, bitch. And then I was dancing with my neighbors and we were all just like, it was the first time we all met each other, you know? And we were all having such a good time. Man, just grooving, smiling at each other, dude. And then we got to like the middle of this silent disco and we're surrounded by hundreds of people. We're all just dancing. It's everyone's return to Coachella after three years. And then the DJ starts playing 212 by Azalea Banks. Uh, bitching from the 212, what? Mm. Hey, hey, 212, by the way, by Azalea Banks, is literally one of the first songs that I ever tried to choreograph to when I started dancing. This was probably back in 2013, bro. I'm telling you, my love for Azalea Banks runs fucking deep. From the first time she made it onto like, you remember when The Fader was talking about her all crazy and Vice was like blowing her up all crazy and all of these major media outlets were like, look at Azalea Banks, look at who, look at who this girl is. Who does she think she is? Remember when she was blowing up? That's when I was like, oh fuck, who the fuck is Azalea Banks? Dude, her 1991 EP, bitch. Shut the fuck up. I'm such a huge Azalea, Bank, uh, Azalea Banks fan. Anyway, they were playing that song. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm at Coachella finally. Azalea Banks is playing. This is fucking lit. This is all that I've wanted. It's Taurus season, bitch. Like, let's go on Instagram Live. I got to show these motherfuckers on the live. Because listen, if you are one of those people who catch me on Instagram Live consistently, you just got to know that I love you so fucking much from the very bottom of my heart. Like, man... I love going on Instagram Live. I love the interactions that we have. I love the people who come through and check on me and, and who I'm allowed to check on. Like, just thank you for allowing me into your lives. It's so fucking fun. And I feel so honored to be, to be your friend, really. Internet friend, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yo, I'm just, it's, it's, an, it's an honor. So I went on Instagram Live and I was dancing. You can see it, it's still up on my live. It's still up on my page. And um, I made eye contact with this one dude. Mm. And we were like dancing on each other. And then we were like facing each other and we were dancing, you know, but then I put my hands on his hips to take control. Listen, I love that I have ballroom dance training because ballroom and swing dance really teaches you the importance of not even the importance, but how to lead someone in dance. Being in those types of partner spaces really forces you to learn how to be the initiator. And so I know how to work. I know how to work dance. I know how to work with people, okay? I know how to work with bodies. I got rhythm, bitch. Come on, you're talking to a Taurus. So I grabbed his hips and I'm like, you know, I'm on a good vibe. I'm making sure he's on a good vibe and we're like just enjoying each other. And I remember just like looking into this man's eyes. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. I always look at people in their eyes. That's how I know. Because if I don't look in your eyes, I don't know. So I need eye contact. 
And then he turns around and he was grinding on me. And so my hands were on his hips. His ass was on my crotch. You know the vibes. And we're dancing a 212. And then I pull my phone out. And that's when I go on Instagram Live. And then I'm like singing. And then 212 by Azalea Banks is ending. And then I look at him. And he looks at me and he takes a step closer to me. And then we give each other a kiss. And then Summertime Sadness by Lana Del Rey comes on. And literally as we kiss, as we lock lips, the lyrics in the background, kiss me hard before you go. Summertime Sadness. Bitch, it starts playing right as we kiss. And I'm still on Instagram Live. You can go on my page, bitch, and just watch this moment. And just know that in my head, I was like, oh my god. What is happening? It's a full moon in Libra. It's Taurus season, bitch. I am living. Like, I'm living. Like, wow. And I, super hot guy. I haven't danced with a hot man in a cool minute, okay? Like, and this man knew how to dance. Like, fuck, dancers can get it. If you can't dance, get out of my way. I don't want to talk to you. I really don't. I really don't. Oh. That moment was so phenomenal. <laughs> and you know me. In that moment, I was just like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Like, yes. Um, and then I kept dancing. And then I kept making my way towards the, the front of the silent disco. I danced so much that night. Dude, I was so faded, though. When I got to the very front of the silent disco, I hopped the fence so that I could dance behind the DJs. And at first, it was cool. I was dancing on the side right next to DJs for, like, maybe three minutes. And then security guard comes up to me, and he's like, bro, you're not supposed to be back here. And I looked at him, hella faded, and I was like, dude, no one knows how to dance back here. I'm the only one who dances good. Why the fuck do you have an issue with it? Like, I'm just vibing. I'm literally here alone. And he's like, nah, fuck that. Let's go. Like, go back. And I was like, why are you such a fucking asshole? Because you finally have power? Like, chill with your fucking authority. I'm not hurting anyone. Like, mind your fucking business. And he's like, no, go. Like, he's being hella aggressive. And he grabs me and he pushes me back over the fence. And I was like, ew, like, you're gross. Because why did you touch me? Like, don't touch me. You're a dumb bitch. I don't give a fuck. You're a fucking silent disco temporary security guard. Who the fuck do you think you are, you dumb fuck? You're just mad because you're ugly and you can't dance and you can't enjoy yourself. Like, shut up. You're mad. You're mad, you're done, and I'm hot, and I'm not done. So get the fuck out of my way. So he makes me go back over the fence, whatever. I go back over the fence, and then I watch him walk away. And then I dance a little bit, so I'm, you know, right in the front for a few more minutes, and then another banger song comes on. So then I hop the fence again, and this time when I hop the fence... Oh, I remember. The only reason I hopped the fence the second time was because I was conversating with a really cute couple. They were in VIP. And they both were dressed really nice. I was talking to the guy and the girl. And I was like, bro, how'd you get over there? Like, did they stop you? And he's like, no, I just went through the back of the fence like this. And then I'm over here. I was like, okay, cool. Let me go do that. So I did that. And then when I did that, security grabbed me again. And he's like, I'm escorting you out. You don't know how to fucking listen. I'm not going to tell you again. And I literally looked at him and I was like, bro, you're a dumb fuck. I'm just following what other people are doing. Why are you mad? Because it's me. Why are you mad? Like, you're being so fucking ugly. Like, your heart is ugly. And you know I'm faded, so I don't give a fuck what I tell this person. I'm like, your heart is ugly. Your face is ugly. Like, you're being fucking horrible. 
And then the security stops me and they're like, we're so done with your shit. Stop so we can take a picture of you. Cause I'm gonna send it to all the other securities and tell them that you're not allowed in here for the rest of the night. And I was like, bitch, it's a silent disco. Shut the fuck up. We're all fucking faded. It's Coachella and you're being a dumb fucking bitch. Cause why? Cause I was dancing. You know the DJs appreciated it. I can't tell you how many fucking DJs appreciate you actually dancing to their fucking sets. No one likes a standing dumb bum bitch, okay? Like, fuck, I was so irritated. So then I posed for the picture. <laughs> because, yo, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna look good. You know I was mugging the fucking camera lens, but you know I was still posing. Like, even a mug is a pose, okay? So I fucking let him take the picture and then I get kicked out of the silent disco. And I was like, fuck this. So I just walked back to my tent and I think both of my neighbors were already back. So I just smoked another joint and then I went to sleep. Next morning was Friday. Bro, where's my list? The next morning was Friday. And the first set that I wanted to see that day was Princess Nokia. So that started at 2.35. And so I was like, okay, I have until two to get ready. I woke up. I used the showers that were provided by Coachella. For all the car campers, they have a set of free showers and then a set of deluxe showers that you could pay for. But like, bro, all I need to do is wash my body. Like as long as I have hot water, all my bath stuff, which I brought myself, like I don't need soap or anything because I have all my things with me. Um, as long as I have a clean place to do all that, like, I'm good. So I went to the free showers, and I didn't wait in line. There was no line when I got there, which was phenomenal. The showers were pretty clean. Nothing was gross in there. It was nice. I had hot water. I had a little tray to put all my soap. It was cute. Um, got ready. Went back to my campsite. Wake and bake. You know the vibes. We smoked. We drank some claws. We took some shots. Um... I conversated with the guys a little bit and with the girls. I found out that the two girls that I was camping next to both had Libra placements. The girl Jeanette, who was faded as fuck the first night, she's a Libra sun, Capricorn rising, Pisces moon, which I thought was very interesting. The Virgo was a Virgo sun, Vicky, Victoria. She's a Virgo sun, Libra rising, Cancer moon. So I was like, oh, okay, they're sisters. They both have Libra placements and they both have water moons. Gotcha, gotcha, I get it. The guys on my right side were, all I know is one of them's, I only know one of their full charts, but one of the guys was a Cancer son, I believe. I don't know his rising or moon, but... His partner, Max, was a Leo sun, Leo rising, and Pisces moon. And I was just hella laughing to myself when I found out that I was camping next to two Pisces moons because I'm a 12th house sun and Saturn. And of course, the 12th house is a house that's ruled by Pisces. I feel like I attract a lot of Pisceans in my life. So that was a funny coincidence. I also was geeked the fuck out that I was camping next to two Libras under the Libra full moon. Like, come on, I had a Libra rising a Libra sun, and then I'm the Libra moon. That was like, talk about Holy Trinity, baby. We were good together. The Leo rising, he was cute as fuck, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Even the Cancer, you know Cancers are so adorable and just so like, ah, uh, Cancers. But the Leo, man, that Leo gave me a run for my money. 
yeah, they were nice. They were nice people. It was good vibes. It was good vibes. Like I said, I don't have ugly friends. So to be around really beautiful people, it was really cute. It was really enjoyable. Friday, I went in by myself. Um, I just, the girls were taking a little longer to get ready. And I really wanted to see Princess Nokia because I fuck with her music so heavy. Like I listen to her in the shower quite often. So, and on long drives. Like, Versace Hottie by Princess Nokia is my fucking anthem. So you know I had to go see her. So I went by myself, and it was fine. I mean, I do a lot of things by myself. I got to the Coachella stage right before her set started, so I had a pretty fucking killer spot. There weren't a lot of people lined up to see her, so at least right before her set started. So... I was really close to the front and I'm tall, so I had a perfect view of her. And what I appreciated most about Princess Nokia's set was her live dancers and her stage presence. Like, wow, she knows how to put on a show. It's the attitude, not only the attitude, but the fashion and how you work the stage and how you work the audience and how you interact with your dancers. You know, it's, there was so much beauty that I was watching. Mm, mm-hmm. I recorded some of her uh, set. It's on my Instagram. If you go to like my page, Cameron Cazares, and you go to the saved stories, there's a Coachella 2022 story with all my saved videos. If you haven't seen them, you should go check it out just to get the vibe, just to get the visual that I was experiencing. But I saw Princess Nokia first. Then I headed over to the Sahara tent. Bitch, if you've never been to Coachella, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different stages scattered throughout the fairgrounds. And the Sahara tent is one of the closest stages towards the entrance. It's literally to the right of the Ferris wheel as soon as you walk into Coachella. So that stage gets pretty popping. But another thing about that stage is they have great house music artists there. Not and not only house music but i should say they have great music there that gets people dancing and gets people really moving like it's a fucking fun stage the first time i was at that stage i saw diplo and i was on molly and that was fucking outrageous diplo had just released an ep for coachella and one of the songs that he released was hold you tight and I remember just, I had a circle, I had a circle open up around me because I was dancing so hard, no one wanted to get hit. And to this day, that song just brings me back to that moment of me with a bandana over my face and orange sunglasses and blonde hair, just fucking jumping, going hard, bro. I love Coachella. So, Sahara Tent was where John Summit was gonna be playing and he was gonna be DJing. And so I was like, fuck, bro. After Princess Nokia, I walked my ass back to the front where John Summit was going to be playing. And I saw his set from a really good spot in the middle. And I went fucking off. That was like, I was still a little buzzed. I danced a little bit at Princess Nokia, but she didn't... Um, she performed some songs that I didn't know, so I didn't dance the entire time. So I didn't have that like entire encapsulated dancing moment. But... When I got to John Summit, literally from start to finish, his set was banging, like banger, banger, banger. So I had so much fun just dancing out there. And what I love about dance is dance is a language. Dance is a universal language. You don't need to speak English to know how to dance. You don't need to 
that's a stupid sentence. Of course, you don't need to speak English to learn how to dance or to know how to dance. What I'm trying to say is you don't need to use words to communicate. Yeah. The, the movement is the communication. You don't, when you, have, when, when you have that within you, you don't need to talk, you know? Don't talk on the fucking dance floor. No talking on the fucking dance floor. Shout out to fucking Steph. I love you so much. I literally love you so much. You're a whole vibe. Um, so I watched John Summit and that was fucking, that was crazy. It was a good vibe, good vibe. After John Summit, I went to the Mojave stage, which was a smaller stage, a little more chill, lax vibes. They typically have smaller groups there that aren't as big. I would say that the Sahara and the Coachella stage and the outdoor stage hold some of the biggest artists that are on the lineup. The Mojave stage, um, the Gobi Theater, Sonora, Yuma, those have different types of artists that I think aren't as widely listened to, but are still fucking phenomenal. Like, don't get me wrong. Amazing artists everywhere. Amazing. But um, I went to the Mojave stage to watch Still Woozy. I fucking love Still Woozy. One of my favorite songs from Still Woozy is Cooks. There's another one that they have a few bangers. I don't know why my mind is slipping me. Honestly, I think my mind is slipping me because I'm watching this recording run out of time. It stops at 60 minutes and we're almost at an hour. So here's what I'll do. I'm gonna pause this recording. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. It's literally just a mental dump from everything that's happened to me this last week. Uh, a lot of people wanted the Coachella tea, so I'm here to deliver. I'm here to give the people what the people want, okay? If you need to reconvene, get a coffee, get a water, get something to drink, get a smoke, get a food, Whatever you need, get comfortable. Let's reconvene. Let's 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 check back in. I'm gonna pause this and come right back. I love you so much. Yo, and we are back. So, Chella. John Summit and then Still Woozy. Yeah, I, when I got to Still Woozy, the stage was pretty filled because I think his set had already started. John Summit ended at 4.35 and Still Woozy started at 4.25. So... I didn't get to be like super close to the stage as I had originally wanted, but I still got a really good view of his set and I could hear his voice and I could see his body move. And like, uh, it just brings me such a good feeling to watch some of my favorite artists do what they're best at live. Like, man, I love live music. I love live experiences. Fuck, it's so special. And I've, I've been rocking to Still Woozy for so many years. It was so enjoyable to see them live. And I got to record my favorite part of my favorite song, uh, which is also on my Instagram story. Man, it was amazing. The vibes were great. And it was really hot that day, but it was the, the Mojave stage is under a tent. So as soon as I got under the tent, I kind of had a moment to breathe and it was nice to not just be stuck in the sun. Uh, after Still Woozy, I walked over to the Outdoor Theater, which is to the right of the Coachella stage, but past most of- oh shit. It's to the right of the Coachella stage, but past most of the other stages. I would say it's on the farthest side of the Coachella Fairgrounds, but I walked over to the Outdoor Theater to watch Omar Apollo set. And when I had walked to his set, there was no shade, of course, hence the term outdoor theater. Uh, but I got lucky to find shade next to a little barricade. 
Around some of the stages, they have, of course, light posts. And around every light post is kind of like a little fence. And so I think at this point, the sun was almost about to start setting. And so there was a little shade underneath one of the barricades. And I saw a few people sitting there. So I went up to this one guy who looked like he was sitting alone. And I said, is anyone sitting next to you? Like, do you mind if I sit here with you for the set? And he's like, no, you're fine. Like, you're good. So I sat next to him and we watched all of Omar Apollo set in the shade. And it was so nice. I even took like a, a five minute nap. I'm not even gonna lie. Before his set started, bitch, I needed to recover. Um, I go crazy when I dance. And these artists are major artists. Like I love their music. So you know I'm gonna shake ass. Like that first day, I also forgot a water bottle. So I think I was experiencing like a little dehydration, a little dizziness. And I was just like, I need to sit down. I need to get out of the sun. I need to chill. So I watched all of Omar Apollo set sitting, but it was amazing. And Omar Apollo was wearing this hot pink suit. Oh my gosh, he looks so cute. I was like, damn, that's daddy. Like what? He looks good. And his music, his voice live, oh, so phenomenal. So good. Oh my gosh, so good. I have a new appreciation for his music after watching him live. Cause I just got the whole vibe. I got the whole experience. After Omar Apollo set was City Girls, bitch. It was either City Girls or Anita. And I was pressed because I heard that Anita brought out Snoop Dogg and Sweetie and I missed it because I went to City Girls. And I don't even know who City Girls brought out. I think they brought out Moneybag, yo, question mark. But I don't even know. Um, but I don't regret it. City Girls was fucking lit. Real ass bitch, give a fuck about it. Mm. Big Birkin bag, whole five, six figure. Mm. Stripes on my ass, so he called this pussy tigger. What? Bitch. You know, I was just like, I posted a, a video of the City Girls set on my Coachella today. Yo, I had such a good time. Uh, I don't work job, bitch, I am a job. You don't like it, take a hike, pay me for it. What? What? Mmm. I'm a rich ass bitch with an attitude. Pipe it down for I whoop you like your mama do, period. Bitch, I had a good time. City Girls was at the Sahara tent too. So that was lit. That was fucking lit. Uh, they played Twerculator. Dude, I can't tell you how many women I shook my ass with at that stage. There were just so many group of girls twerking. And I love cute groups of girls because if you approach them as just a dancer, like I'm here to shake ass with you, bitch, there's more room for everyone, you know? So I met really good people at that stage. Um, after City Girls though, I walked over to the Coachella stage for Grupo Firme. And when I walked over to Grupo Firme, I met this guy. He was wearing a whole duck suit. And when I mean duck suit, I mean like this man was in a duck print. It was like a light blue background with a ton of little yellow ducks all over his shirt and all over his shorts. He was just sitting on the ground. And um, I had been scoping out a spot to take some pictures. And right where I wanted to take some pictures was where he was. So I asked him politely, you know, uh, if he could take some pictures for me. And he's like, you know, at first he was kind of confused, like, why me? And I was like, I'm only asking because I'm here by myself and I have no one with me. And 
I want to get a picture with the moon and it's sunset and it's just like perfect time right now. Can you do it? And he's like, yeah, I got you. I got you. So I pull out my phone to give it to him so he could take the pictures. And he's like, do you mind if I actually just use my phone? I think he had a better iPhone than I did. So I said, yeah, you know, if you want to use yours and it's better quality, please go off. Like I am not going to complain right now. So he takes pictures on his phone and he captures like a good seven. And then he looks at me and he's like, do you want to check him out? Is there anything that they, you know, you want specifically? And so I look at the pictures and I was like, oh, yo, you know what? These look really good. Just, I was surprised that a complete stranger got such a good picture of me because taking pictures is an art. You know, we really got to give it up to photographers. I can't tell y'all how many times I've asked for my picture taken, even from people who fucking know how to take pictures. Or so I would assume because their Instagram is filled with properly proportioned pictures, whatever, whatever. I've had so many people try to take pictures of me who just don't do a good job. And it's so fucking frustrating. So to, to see his pictures and be like, damn, you know, that didn't take longer than a minute. You did pretty good, sir. Uh, you know, I was happy with the end result. But after I complimented him, he looked at me and he was like, no, you're lying. Like, there has to be something that could be better. Like, give me criticism. Like, I know it's not good. And this man, I the vibe that I got instantly was that he's never appreciated for his work. I literally had this vision of him being ridiculed by his parents for not doing things up to their standard. And I didn't want to tell him what was going on in my head. So I just reassured him that his work was beautiful and I was extremely grateful just for the opportunity to receive his work. And then he goes on to tell me that, oh, then he asked me like, come on, like I, I give me something. And so I tell him, okay, you know, don't you think that I would look better being in the center of the picture? Like most times when I take picture, I try to put myself in the middle, especially cause I'm by myself. And he's like, no, no, no. I went to art school. There's a rule of thirds. You want to be in the third of a picture. You, you, I don't think that being in the center is ever the best. You, you won't get a good picture like that. Trust me, trust me. I promise it's going to look better like this. And I was like, okay, well, since you went to art school, sir, why don't you trust yourself and you take what you can be proud of? And he's like, okay, let's try it again. And so then we try it again. And the final result is on my Instagram. Like, bro, those pictures came out beautiful. And I, and, uh, yo, shout out Nora. I love you so much. She commented, she was like, uh, he really captured your essence. And I totally agree with that. Like the minimal five minute reaction I had with this man or interaction I had with this man was so beautiful. And it was just like short and concise and we did what we needed to do and he did a good job and I was able to give him good feedback. And, and I think we helped each other out. Yo, it's funny, I was smoking a joint and I actually sparked someone else's joint for them in between taking pictures because someone saw me smoking. And I asked him if he wanted a pre-roll of his own because I had a ton on me and I wanted to thank him for taking pictures. And he's like, no, I don't smoke. Like, I could tell he was someone who doesn't normally indulge in the weeds. So like, if you don't smoke, I'm not gonna pressure you. Like, I was like, okay, cool, that's fine. And he's like, but you have one lit. Can I just take a few hits off of the one that you're smoking? And I was like, bro, of course, like, here, have some. And so he takes a few pulls and then he just looks at me and he smiles and he's like, thank you. And we go our separate ways. And then I went to Grupo Friedman and I had a phenomenal time. I got a really good spot for Grupo. I was in the middle, basically. 
right behind the barricade so there was perfect room to dance. All the Mexicans around me knew the lyrics and it just made me feel so at home and such a part of like, listen, being bilingual is such a gift. I love that I know Spanish. I love being able to resonate with others who speak the language as well. It's so beautiful. It really is so beautiful. I want to learn more languages. I really do. <laughs> that Capri songs thing comes in my head again. I really do. I really do. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is where my night gets fucked up. After Grupo Firme, I had been dancing a lot. And like I said, I had forgot a water bottle that day. After their set, I was waiting for a little baby to start. And I didn't want to move because I had a really good spot. And the next two performers after Lil Baby were Daniel Caesar and Harry Styles. So I was trying to prep myself for staying here for the next three hours. But right before Lil Baby started, I blacked out. Like my eyesight, I don't know if it's called vertigo. I think vertigo is when you get dizzy. But what happened was I was standing and at first, I lost my vision. And when I lost my vision and everything blacked out, I was like, oh shit. Like, cog like cognitively, I knew that I was about to pass the fuck out. And so I just kept breathing. I tried to like maintain that flow of breath. You know, breathe in six counts, hold for four, breathe out another six counts because I'm just trying to, you know, regulate my breathing at this point. Um, I didn't know what was going on exactly. Like, I didn't know what was happening. So after my eyes went out, I started to lose my balance and I felt myself wobbling. Like I felt myself run into the, uh, the people in front of me and then to the people behind me, even to the people on the side of me. And I opened my arms out. I was like, yo, I need some space. Like I'm about to pass the fuck out. And then I felt like I needed to throw up. Um, so as I was wobbling, I kind of made my way towards the left of the barricade so that I could hold on to something. And then I, I try, I remember I tried to get in front of this specific group of people and they wouldn't let me stand there. So then I kept moving back and I was like, fuck, I just need to hold on to something. Like I'm literally going to pass the fuck out. I was so scared. I don't like to black out. I don't like to, you know, I'm alone on top of that too. Like I'm literally alone. No one around me gives a fuck about me. So I have to take care of myself. And, uh, I remember I grabbed onto the barricade and I called one of the security guards who was standing in the VIP and I was like, hey, yo, I'm literally about to pass the fuck out. Like, I don't feel good. And he looks at me and he's like, are you sure? Like, what's wrong? Like, the set is about to start. We really can't get you out of here right now. And then I threw up. Like, I coughed a little bit and I was trying so hard to not vomit. But then I threw up right into the VIP section, right over the barricade. And then the security guard didn't get mad at me. He just looked at me. He's like, I'll be right back. He goes for like two minutes, comes back with three water bottles. And he's like, here, drink some water, recover, come back. And um, we'll take care of you if you do end up passing out. But until you pass out, you're fine. He literally looks at me and he says, you're better off if you pass out. So just pass out. We have the best medics right up in front. We'll take you to the front and then we'll get you out into the campgrounds. And in my head, I was like, bro, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going, no, no. Like, if I can make it back to my campsite alone and chill out for the rest of the night, I, I'd rather much do that. So I took the three water bottles. I started drinking the water. And then I watched the rest of Lil Baby's set 
from the side. Um, I think I have a video. I posted it on my Instagram as well, on the stories of where I was for a little baby. But just know that right before his set, I was fucking dying, dude. And I had no idea what was wrong with me. Because I ate that day. I did drink water that day. I got so hydrated in the morning. I drank a Powerade. I drank four bottles of water with the extra hydration packets. Like, I thought I did really good about hydration. So, I just think it was the excess of... I just think it was so much sun and so much um, dust, too. Like, I was inhaling a lot of dust. And I didn't wear a bandana that day. So, I think what really fucked me up was that night when the wind picked up. And I was standing next to the open-ended VIP. I basically was right next to the runway at the Coachella stage. And so no one was next to me to block the dust. And I think I was just inhaling a lot of it that made me throw up and kind of like lose it. Um, Cause I didn't take any hard drugs either. That was another thing. Like I wasn't on Molly, I wasn't on shrooms, I wasn't on E, I wasn't on Coke. Like um, I was good, you know, like it didn't take anything. It's I smoked a joint before Grupo Firme, but a joint is not gonna kill me like that, you know? So, after watching Lil Baby, I tapped out. I went back to my campsite and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna sit down and rest a little bit. But as soon as I lay down, I knew that like my body needed to sleep. Like, if I wanted to continue for the next two days, I needed to be done now. And literally from my campsite, I was laying down and I heard Daniel Caesar perform. And I heard Justin Bieber come out. Didn't get to fucking see it because I was dead. But I heard it from my fucking tent. And then I heard Harry Styles from my tent. And I was so upset that I missed Justin Bieber and Harry Styles. You know who else I missed? I missed Snow Allegra. I was so upset that I missed Snow because I even told myself that day, you have to make it through the end of the night to see Snow. Like, I wanted to watch Woe live so fucking bad oh my gosh i know god willing inshallah one day i will see her live but that was a goal of mine i wanted to see her i also was so sad that i miss lewis the child bro my favorite song right now from lewis the child is better not i can't tell you how many times a day i listen to that song and i was just so sad that i missed their whole set like fuck i didn't get to experience any of you live like fuck that's another group i hope to see live one day and I also missed Big Sean. And Big Sean brought out fucking Janae. And I love Janae Aiko. So I was a little pressed, but it's okay. It was worth it. It was, I needed the recovery. I needed the recovery. And the next day, I think I got 12 hours of sleep that night. Also, it was the Libra full moon. I blame the Libra full moon. Honestly, all of my friends who are also Libra moons, they have a similar story of getting just disoriented that night even my grandma had a stroke my grandma's a libra she had a stroke over the weekend she had a stroke on easter sunday um i just think that weekend for us libras like the vibes are changing it's i think it's us getting back to homeostasis though you know how libra is all about balance and like maintaining the scales i think we were on our bullshit like way on our bullshit for like a while and this full moon reset needed to realign us bring us back and so hence the reset hence the turbulence uh next day i woke up at 8 a.m no i think i woke up at 7 a.m bro had a nice early wake and bake smoked with my neighbors they made eggs that morning with their little stove it was so cute um got hydrated we smoked and then we walked over to the showers together it was cute <sighs> 
took shots all morning. I got ready. I did my makeup again that day. I did my makeup in the little beach canopy. So literally, I just had all my beauty products out. I had my iPad out. Um, didn't need to play any music because like I said earlier, the neighbors behind me were fucking playing bangers all weekend long. It was amazing, man. Like just such good vibes getting ready in the morning. Saturday, after hanging out with my neighbors a little bit, like I smoked them out every single day. I love that interaction. I don't like solo smoke sessions, even though that's what I'm doing right now, but it's kind of not a solo so smoke session because I feel like I'm smoking with you guys. And so that's the vibe. But yeah, I, I was just so thankful to have company all weekend. They were so nice. They were so kind to me. Um, that Saturday, we had tried to go in at the same time. But because the first set that all of us wanted to see was... Jeez, what was the set that we wanted to see? I'm looking at the schedule right in front of me. Um, the first set that all of us wanted to see for sure was Masego at the Coachella stage on Saturday. But personally, I wanted to get there earlier because right before Masego was coffee. And I'm a huge coffee fan. Like, I fucks with coffee so heavy. I love her so much. Just her music, her vibes, the energy. She sings Toast. Dude, Toast was that fucking song, okay? Um, so I knew I had to get there for coffee. I told the Libras, like, yo... If you guys want to go in with me, I'm trying to go in before two. Like, it, it, can we make that happen? And you know us Libras, we take time. So they were like, yeah, we're, we're going to try to, I think we could do it. I think two is a good time for us to go in. So it's like, okay, for sure, bet. And then the guys, I told them I wanted to go in for coffee, but they, I think we're still recovering from the night before. I think they partied harder than I did. So they said that they would go in, in the hour after us but that we would meet up. And so I said, okay, that's cool. So my homegirls and I went in for coffee. Dude, um, right before we went in though, you know, we took some shots, you know, we were drinking a fucking White Claw. Like we got, we got pretty buzzed, not gonna lie. I even, we smoked a blunt and then I rolled another blunt and we smoked that blunt, but we saved the other half. And then I snuck the other half into the Coachella campgrounds and then we finished the blunt while watching coffee. It was literally such a mm, beautiful, enjoyable moment. After, when we got to the Coachella stage, coffee was 20 minutes late. So I was a little upset that I didn't get her full set, but I got to see my favorite songs by her. So I was really happy. After coffee, we went to the Doolab stage, which is like a DJ set stage. And it's under a tent, so you're out of the sun, which is pretty dope. But we went to the Doolab to watch Coco and Breezy. Bro, Coco and Breezy are fucking phenomenal. I love them. They're designers. They're eyeglass designers. They're uh, twins that I've been following on Instagram for years now. I can't even tell you how many years I've been following them and following their influence. I just think they're such beautiful individuals and they're so unique and I love their style and their aura. That's There's so much beauty with them. Like, I, I, I'm a huge fan. So I had to see Coco and Breezy set. And so I looked at the Libras. I was like, yo, before Masego, Coco and Breezy is about to go on. Like, can we please go see her set? And that's a lot of walking, but they were down. So I said, fuck it, let's go. And we go to, we get to Coco and Breezy. There was a few people there for sure, but I don't care. I made my way to the very front of the stage. And then I went on Instagram Live. You could catch my Instagram Lives from Coco and Breezy set. Um, yeah. I sh went fucking crazy. I didn't even record the best part of my dancing, 
because I couldn't record because I was really going off. But they were playing such good music. Like, man, they are amazing DJs. I just love seeing them in person. Like I said earlier about Still Woozy, it was just amazing to watch some of my favorite people do them and be in their zone and be in their world. You know in the movie Soul, when they start playing the music, how they detach from the earthly body and they go into this astral, etheric, ethereal uh, realm with all the stars and all the music and it's just them and their zone and their vibe and their aura. That's how I feel about live performers. Mm. When I was at the Coco and Breezy stage, there was this Asian girl who was recording herself, but she saw me dancing and she was like, yo, I need pictures with you. So she started recording videos of us with her and then we took pictures with her. I have no idea who this girl was, but I hope I see those videos or pictures one day because I bet they're funny as fuck. I was killing it. Yo, you catch me at the dance floor, bitch. There's no talking. We're shaking ass, okay? We're moving our bodies out here. We're cleansing. Literally, dance is such a good cleanse. Oh, I feel so free now. I really do feel so free. Like, talk about a reset. After Coco and Breezy, we went to Masego where we met up with the dudes. I watched Masego play alto saxophone live and oh my gosh, my heart. He's so sexy. Gosh, the saxophone is so sexy. I'm so happy that was my instrument of choice. I still am planning on a return to music. You know, I'm, I've been meditating and praying for a band to join lately like i think it would be amazing if i could do live music again I, I could see myself playing on the wharf i could see myself playing um jazz at a really nice restaurant i could see myself doing jazz nights at like a bar or something i love jazz fuck jazz is such a huge important influence in my life like my roots are in jazz i was bass drum captain for a year or two in middle school <laughs> One of the first dance, I mean, music classes I ever took was the drums. I had a drum set as a child. I was always fascinated with beats and rhythm and, and maintaining this steady um, cadence. And I think the love and appreciation for drums and just beats and, and making sounds off of hitting things comes from this uh, tribal heritage within me. I think it's my Mexican and Nicaraguan roots that really... Uh, connect with music especially when i hear congos or the bass or anything that's like background beats like yo there's something about my soul that just is uh illuminated it's it's quite beautiful i love music so watching masego live was one of those inspirational moments for me where i was like whoa it, whenever i see someone doing something that i really enjoy or that i really love i always kind of get this image of what i would look like doing what they're doing and it's never too take away from the other people but like all these beautiful people in my life they really do inspire me i feel like everyone's a source of inspiration and so watching him live and watching how he played and how he switched from vocals to the sax and then back to vocals to the sax and how he interacted with the just playfulness in his sound you know when you're tuned when your ear is tuned to picking up certain uh, repetitions or certain rhythms you start looking for the nuances and you start looking for the personality and the charisma and their playing and this man just knows himself like his saxophone is an extension of his heart and it was so beautiful to watch that live on display on the Coachella stage like oh gosh I was so mesmerized it was so mesmerized it was a beautiful moment 
after Masego, we walked over to the outdoor theater, which was pretty close. And we watched The Wallows, which were amazing. They're such a good band, bro. Cute as fuck too, by the way, but man, they're talented. They are talented. After Wallows, we watched, no, after Wallows, where did I go? I think I went to get water and to get food. That sounds about right. I didn't watch Gideon on the Coachella stage, but we got food. And then I went to Kuko, which was also at the outdoor theater. I watched all of Kuko's set. He's so cute. And I love his music. It was such a good vibe. I was smoking. I was close to the front. And the reason I chose Kuko out of Mannequin Pussy and Girl in Red and Rina Sawayama, they were all playing at the same time. It was so hard for me to pick. But I chose Kuko because right after Kuko at the outdoor theater was Disclosure. And bitch, I'm such a huge Disclosure fan. Literally, I cannot tell you how many nights I've spent just doing work, just creating, just editing, just um, organizing, doing my fucking laundry to Disclosure in the background. Like, Disclosure is such an integral part of my life soundtrack at this point that I had to be there and I had to be in the front. Shut the fuck up, I had to be in the front. So, that's exactly what I did, bitch. Dude, right before Disclosure set started, we got so close to the front that I could see the cameras. Like, I could see, I could see the cameras. I love that. I knew that I would be seen. And I knew that I could see the guys, like, right in front of me. And I knew that, like, I was so close that I could make eye contact with these fuckers, you know? Like, now fuckers, I say it in the best way, with these beautiful gentlemen who are extremely talented. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, right before Disclosure started, I was with my two, the two Libras, and Jeanette, girl, she's so fun, the Libra son, she met this Virgo, and this Virgo was taking shrooms, and she asked the Virgo straight up, like, yo, can I have some shrooms? And he had penis envies. So the Virgo straight up gives her two whole stem and caps of penis envies. Just, give her, just gives her two whole shrooms. And she just straight up munches the two caps right in front of my face. And she's like, do you want the stems? Like, do you want the rest of it? Like, I don't know if I should eat all of it. I've never done shrooms like this before. And in my head, I was like, fuck. I can ask for shrooms right now. I could trip balls right now. Like, this would be so fun. I'm really out here. I could just get free shrooms right now. Like, fuck, do I ask? Do I do it? Do I do it? Do I take these shrooms that are being offered to me right now? Do I get more? Like, what should I do? What should I do? And then I was like, no, like, you know, it's not my own product. I don't know where it's sourced. I don't know where it came from. Just because he's a really cute, sexy, hairy Virgo man who's shirtless and is very sexy and is giving us shrooms and is funny and has a nice smile and has all the supplies and has oranges and cuties so that it could complement the shrooms. Uh, maybe, maybe just because all of that is so perfect, just because it's perfect doesn't mean that I should indulge right now. Um, and part of me was like, you know, I've never experienced the Coachella completely sober. The first year I went, I saw Beyonce on acid. <laughs> well, I wasn't on acid when I was watching her set, but I took acid because I camped out at the Coachella stage all day long for like 11 hours and uh, didn't eat, didn't use the bathroom. And so the acid kind of just mellowed me out the whole day. It was really lit. Mm. 
and then the last year I went to Coachella, I was definitely on Molly the first day, Shrooms, and Molly the second day, and then Molly for Ariana Grande. So I was just like, part of me feels like I don't remember exactly everything. Like I wanted to be able to remember this experience. I wanted to, like disclosure is huge for me. Like I wanted to be there. You know, when I'm on Shrooms, I'm there, but it's like, also, I get these flashes and these downloads, and sometimes I literally mentally teleport, so I gotta be careful. So I didn't take them, and I was proud of myself for having self-control. Uh, and it was such a good decision, dude. My homegirl, Jeanette, tripped the fuck out, and I'm so happy she did, because it was under a Libra full moon. She's a Libra. She was having this, like, spiritual reset. I could feel it. And we, I had a lot of conversations with her throughout the weekend. I could feel the reset. Uh, but, man... I was just glad that I was in good company, you know? After they took the shrooms, I was talking to this group of people in front of me, and one of the girls looks at me and she reads, first she looks at my hands and she sees my manicure and she's like, oh my gosh, you're really cute. Like, you take care of yourself. And then she looks at all my jewelry and she's like, wow, like, these are beautiful. And I was like, thank you, I make everything that I wear, aside from a majority of the rings. Um, and then she reads my hat. And of course my hat says, this life is meant to be a spiritual experience. And she got hella emotional. Like she started to choke up on me. She's like, wow, just meeting you right now, I feel like you're an angel. And I feel like you're carrying a message without saying anything. And this message is so important. And I needed to see it. Like I just needed to see that what you are as an existence is possible. And, and I just appreciate you so much. Like, just thank you for being here. Oh. <laughs> And then Disclosure started, and I think their, like, third song was F For You, featuring Mary J. Blige, and that's literally top 10 favorite songs in the world, so fuck, bitch, you know I was on such a good one. I was just on such a high emotional roller coaster of, like, good vibes, good emotions, good people, great music, uh, so much love around me. It was so good. So good. My iPad is about to die. I'm at 1%, so I'm gonna stop the recording here, and then I will finish it later. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I love you so much. It's your boy.